0: Interaction, Canada Sportsbook.
1: The Detroit Red Wings have been sensed. Welcome back to Game Over Ottawa, everybody. Maude and Charlie with you here today. How are you feeling today after that uh, huge win for the Sens, Charlie?
0: I think think we got to, first of all, say that this is, I believe this is Game Over Ottawa history where... The two of us, this is the first time that the two of us are doing the Sens win where I watched the whole game because we did the last game with Mark, but I missed the first two periods. Right. So I think this is the first game that we've done together where we both have watched the whole thing and the Sens won. So game over Ottawa history uh, in the making right here.
1: A bit of a long time coming, I guess. I think uh, I'm trying to remember oh. all the ones we did before. and Yeah, it was just like there was a couple during that losing streak, I think.
0: Yeah, I just I quick I took a quick look at the list and it was like uh let's see here. We did the season opener against the Sabres. Uh we did the Tampa Bay game where there was like a million penalties. I oh, think Tampa had like eight power plays that game. Uh the Philly game where the Sens lost. Um then you got the good Philly game with, with uh with Bosti uh on the win. And then since then Yeah, because we haven't done a whole lot of games together. So this mm-hmm. is yeah. I remember time. we were kind of
1: thinking time. uh of leaving games for us to do together, you know, for late in the season when it's like rivalry games or uh intense games. And then we sort of got the feeling like, oh, there isn't gonna be any important games late <laughs> in the season. But maybe at this point, maybe there actually might be.
0: Might be there what, eight, two and one the last eleven games? Something you like know? that. Yeah,
1: it's looking real good, <laughs> I-, I have to say. Now, before we get into uh, the analysis of today's game, I'm going to thank our sponsor Sports Interaction. Think you know which way it's going to go? Make your bet with Sports Interaction. Whether it's the World Cup, hockey, football or basketball, Sports Interaction has you covered. Bet pre-game, live in play or on one of our many prop bets. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play and cash out. Join now and see all that sports betting has to offer. Wanna bet? Head to sportsinteraction.ca/sdpn. That's sportsinteraction.ca/sdpn. 19 plus, please play responsibly. And I feel like the major story today for the Sens once again has to be the special teams, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, um, looking at it real quick, yeah, 3 for 5, and then eight or 6 for 7 on the PK. Mm-hmm. That's just, I can't believe how good both of those have been.
1: Yeah, there'll be a lot of talk about the power play just because it's flashy with all the goals, but the penalty kill, 6 out of 7, that's huge. Honestly, maybe... I, I don't know if I'll say it more important than the power play goals tonight, but just as important for sure.
0: Yeah, I think... Um, especially with how how a bad couple... Like, that 5-on-3 that, that resulted from the uh, delay of game followed by too many men. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if... if it's... I mean, that's never excusable, but it's like more excusable when you feel like the team can kill that off. Um, I don't actually remember which goal, which, which, which penalty resulted in a goal. I don't know if you remember off the top of your head.
1: Uh I, I'm I don't of, remember. I'm thinking of that. I think it might've been the five on, the five on, the three? Five on yeah. three. Yeah. Yeah. Piranek so shot it from the point, uh, but I can't remember what was, what was the, I don't even remember which penalties led to that. Cause there was so many penalties tonight. It's hard to keep them all. That was,
0: yeah, there was so many, but either way, um, I I think it was definitely a five on three goal. Mm-hmm. Um, So, and I didn't, and I think because the, the PK has been so hot recently, I didn't actually feel that bad about that goal going in. Like I know the goal went in and that was the tying goal, I believe at the time. Um but like the pk's been so good i was more I, I wasn't mad at the pk at all in that scenario i mean there's not, you can't really be mad at the pk on a five on three you can just be mad at the people who took the penalties and mm-hmm. with, with the miss uh, i think it was just lapses of from, judgment completely
1: branch from puck over glass was one of those penalties i think which that that just happens yeah so yeah and that was uh deep. yeah
0: then on the, on the on the turn on the uh, on the on the line change, there. I can't remember who hopped the oh, bench, but I think it was yeah. when, I think it was when Kelly, I think Kelly was heading to the bench and then kind of turned around to touch the puck as someone came off. I think, mm-hmm. I think he just, the timing on that he turned just as someone hopped on the ice and didn't realize that, Oh, that's, who well, I'm getting off for anyway.
1: Yeah, that was just... a tough one because I feel like the play that Kelly made on the puck is just, it's instinct, right? Like that's, the puck is coming to him and yeah. it's not really the right time to go for a change. But just because it looked like he was going for a change right before, like I can't really blame Watson for jumping on there either. That was that was a tough one. But uh, speaking of Kelly and Watson, we do have to give them full credit. Uh, after that mistake, that was kind of the two of them combined there. They both came up huge in the third period, eh?
0: Yeah, um, I think there was one instance, like one shift where that line looked like they were getting caved in pretty, pretty badly. But other than that, like a really solid period overall.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, Wade in the chat points out there was a phantom hooking call on I-, I, I feel the need to bring that up too. Did you did you notice that one behind the net where the Red Wings player just kind of fell down?
0: Yeah, so I I was stuck watching the the Red Wings feed, mm-hmm. uh, and I wasn't sure if they were just being like, let me just it's like, they didn't ever really say, oh, that's clearly a penalty or not. I, and I'm I figure with the Red Wings broadcast, you're not going to hear them go like, I don't think that's a penalty on Branch, because, I mean, every regional broadcast is going to have a bit of Homerism, yeah. I guess. But like, I'm watching that replay, I I couldn't find it, mm-hmm. I. I couldn't see the penalty on that at all. I'm not sure if you if you had a better angle on that watching uh, maybe a different broadcast, but... Not at all.
1: I think they kind of... The broadcasters on TSN just kind of skimmed over it. They didn't really... Like, they were kind of talking about something else, and they're like, oh, yeah, and it leads to a penalty, you know? Uh, at first, mm. I thought that they were calling Holden because he kind of just fell on the guy at the end of the play. Like, he kind of yeah. knocked him down, but that didn't look like a penalty either. So that was a weird one, but luckily uh, it didn't end up mattering in the end
0: yeah um that could have been rough um but like yeah I, I don't know I don't know how, how do you feel about the fact that the Sens gave the Red Wings well, gave the Red Wings had seven power play opportunities how much of that do you put on this like other than call call we'll, we'll say the the delay of game and the and the too many men or bonehead moves or whatever you can so out of the five remaining how do how do you feel as like Oh, that's just the sends giving them easy opportunities. Or is it more like, you know, just actual, like, just the way it goes sometimes. Like, like how much of that do you put on the sends versus, I guess, I would say versus the refs because they're going to call stuff, whatever. But, yeah.
1: Yeah. I, the Sens have had issues with discipline at times this year, but to be honest, other than those couple of boneheaded penalties that you said, uh, I don't think they were really that bad tonight. I feel like it was more of a refing situation, and that just reminded me as well, uh, at the end of the game, I think it was before the empty netter, it gave them uh, the 6-on-5, where Batherson was cross-checked from behind, and he falls into the Red Wings player, and they call that tripping on Batherson, Like... I I feel like the refs were just looking to call anything tonight, kind of both ways. Uh because to be honest, I don't really remember most of the infractions that the Red Wings did either. So it's not like to me that, that makes me feel like they probably weren't particularly egregious. Uh I, I just I feel like the refs were looking to call things tonight wherever they could.
0: Yeah, I kinda you kinda get that get that feeling from a game with twelve power plays mm-hmm,
1: in mm-hmm. total.
0: That was a lot of a lot of uh not much yeah not a whole lot of 5 on 5 time in the, in this game at least overall uh, a game with lots of penalties
1: definitely seems to benefit the sens right now for sure uh, like as long yeah. as it's pretty evenly split and not one way cuz boy we're just absolutely dominating on the power play i know we were ranked 5th going into this uh, game in the league for power play percentage and that must be we must be climbing even higher after today
0: yeah what, what it's so wild that that the team is ranked that high with how cold that power play was for the first, what 10, 10 or so games. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and I, I, know we've been talking about special teams a lot this season and with how the PK started out, it started out like, Oh, this, this sense team is all offense and no defense. And then the PK looks so much better than the power play at the start of the season. And then they kind of started, you know, going reverse and the PK is coming back up again, which is wild. Like, I mean, obviously going six for seven, but I think just as a whole, um, I think yeah, I think I think the general uh, feeling with it is that the power play is a lot more fun to enjoy. But that P, I can't believe how good the PK is, and and despite like how I mean, I think it's like one of those things where like everyone's in the back of their mind they're like, oh yeah, PK was six for seven, but the power play was three for five, and that's what we want to talk about because that's so much more fun. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to make sure that that it's you know that that no one is uh, not necessarily ignoring, but I want to make sure that the PK is as front and center as possible, because that's unbelievable.
1: It was super awesome uh, that we got two shorthanded goals tonight, too, because uh, heading into this game, I believe it was only one that we had so far in the season. And then there we we tripled our output with just a great play from Parker Kelly on the penalty kill, setting up Tyler Mott. I, at first, I thought that he had waited too long, and I thought that he was uh, going to go for a shot. But that was just a perfect setup. Tyler Mott yeah. could not possibly mess that up. Is the easiest wide open net ever.
0: And, then, yeah, that's nice because um, – who? so do you know off the top of your head who the only shorthanded goal was? In my head, it's Mott who had the first I'm, one as I'm well. I'm thinking Mott. Yeah. But, but that's probably just because the dude gets a breakaway like every other PK mm-hmm. somehow. Um, but, yeah, that was such a nice play. The The patience on that pass was ridiculous. And then the other short, was that just, was that Watson empty net? Yeah, the Watson empty net, which it, it was, I,
1: I liked seeing him get that too, especially because uh, he had that mistake earlier, as we mentioned, with the too many men. So yeah. he, he got rewarded a little bit. He made up for it.
0: Yeah, I really don't mind uh, when uh, the sends are down a guy late in the game. Um, just because, like, there's something about the, 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 I don't know. I mean, it, it shouldn't matter, but. Um, just the no icing when you're firing on an empty net. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if that just adds to the confidence or what, but I, I, I've always said that Like, I always I can't stand. Um, I, I, th- I was saying, I think we've talked about this earlier as well. I think I'd prefer um, being down. If, if you're down by a goal and you pull the goalie, I'd almost prefer to keep it a five on four than a six on four, just because I feel like then the defending team has just, like they just have free reign to fire the puck down the ice with 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 no no problem at all so maybe that just maybe that sounds stupid i don't know but no i um, i totally agree i was pretty much gonna say
1: exactly what you said about how it's basically open season on the empty net uh when the other team pulls their goalie there on the on the pen on the kill so i definitely agree and also have to shout out new guy 87 in the chat he points out that the shorthanded goal that we forgot about was joseph against tampa in that game that we mentioned that's earlier with all those penalties. That's, that's of, of course right. it was that game with like eight penalties against that's what You should have guessed, game. right? Yeah, I can't believe Should've I forgot guess. that. Oh my yeah.
0: god. It was I knew it was gonna be one of Mott or Joseph. I just I just I, I put I would have I was putting my money on Mott just with all those. Granted, Joseph gets a lot of short-handed breakaways too. So
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, the penalty kill has been missing Joseph a little bit. So like I think just in terms of the the speed that he brings, so it was good to see yeah. that uh wasn't a problem tonight, really.
0: Definitely, just everyone. Honestly, I don't know if you can even like walk away from this game being bummed about anyone, really. I mm-hmm. think, I think basically, just looking at across the board, I think everyone looked pretty solid overall.
1: I agree, yeah, and it, it was really, really nice to see the bottom six chipping in. I know, kind of the the same goals that we were talking about because. Uh, when it was 3-3 in this game, I was I was getting real worried about how we had already scored, I think, two power play goals, three goals total at that point. And it's like, there's your production from the top six, but you're still tied. And at a certain point, it's like, how much can the top six do for you when they've already gotten you three goals in a game? You know, having to rely on just them. Uh, but but those bottom six guys actually came through for once.
0: Yeah, I... um. It, it was a cool stat going into, I believe, I can't remember who said it, someone in the SDPN Discord bench, because I mentioned that uh, Dabrinkit at that point when it was the 3-3 game and Dabrinkit had an assist on all three of those goals, he had assisted on the last six goals the sense had scored. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. someone also mentioned that he had also scored the two goals before that. So the last eight goals the sense had scored were all, Dabrinkit was involved in all of them, which is a fun stat. But then, like you said, that just means that it's the top six scoring all the time exactly so so yeah just like you said it was really nice to have the bottom six um join in on the offense a little bit towards the end of the game there
1: mm-hmm. and I'm really glad that you brought up to actually because that was kind of the next topic that I wanted to get into with that streak of him being in on every goal he's really stepping up for this team now whereas uh he was there was kind of a lot of questions about him up until the last few weeks but he's really just killing it now isn't he
0: yeah, um I didn't think that this would be a, an option but like who's mad at a 20 goal 60 assist season at this point yep. like I just uh, it's fine. I don't mind it at all. I was going to actually
1: phrase a question pretty much like that where we were all expecting like 40 goals, 20 assists type of thing from him. But yeah. and I had this number that you said in my head earlier in the game. If he gets 20 goals and 60 assists, like that's still you can't argue with that. That's pretty much still worth your money, right? I was thinking, oh yeah. I was thinking of asking like obviously the 9 million dollar qualifying offer and obviously we brought him in to be a goal scorer and no one would argue that uh, 40 goals is not worth 9 million. Would you still extend him around that number if he is more of a playmaker? Do you think that's kind of the right way to use the team's cap?
0: I think I think a lot of my answer being yes has to do with age. I don't know how I'd feel if he was just, you know, any other dude who had a 20 goal, 60 assist season and then he qualified for the nine mil. Um I think, I think you do that just expecting he's going to put in 35 easy next mm-hmm. year. Yeah. I I I can't I still can't believe the fact that he became – because I remember when, when, when he first came uh, to the team and everyone was, like, saying what? Um, like, he was going to be on a second line with Drew and Stutzla probably, and everyone was like, oh, that's probably fine. You get him on one line and Norris on the other, and then Norris goes down, and you go, oh, so Debrink is going to score all the goals now. Like, yeah. no one's going to fight him for the goals. And then, and then he's just finding everyone else um so I don't know like I think nine mil for him if, if if you're looking at like a 20 goal 60 assist season I think that's fine but I think you do that under under the assumption that like for whatever reason the fact that he's getting like the two and the two best saves of the game are on him because of yeah. course they were like I don't think he's going to be a 20 goal 60 assist person for the rest of his career like even if I don't even think that's gonna happen this season but that's just kind of how it's playing out right now um i think you sign him for sure and just assume like okay so he's not gonna shoot like seven percent next season like that's Mm -hmm. not gonna happen i think i think he i don't know i can't i don't know what he's at for expected goals i was shocked that i learned um that kachuk is actually scoring the lowest number of goals like like the the difference between his number of goals and expected uh goals is the biggest on the team right which is wild after watching to bring it every game Mm-hmm. And knowing that he probably should have scored what five, six more goals at least than he has. Um, all that to say though, that yeah, to brink it probably should have another five, six goals easily. Um, and uh, yeah, did, him, him exploding for whatever that is eight points in the last because he had, it was just a three assist tonight, I believe, or right, this mm-hmm. afternoon. Yeah, six, uh, six assists
1: in the last two games.
0: Yeah, plus what two goals in the mm-hmm. game before that. So yep. that's eight points in three games. Not the, way that those eight points should be built up probably but but hey I points have, are points right complaints. yeah i got i got zero complaints i got zero complaints i don't know how you feel about the whole like goal to assist ratio with with someone like him
1: it, it's so weird to me because it i feel like when you look back in the future when you look back on alex de career it's just going to be a weird anomaly season where he put up all these assists instead of goals but thing is can you you brought up the shooting percentage could you imagine if he was shooting at his career average and he was putting up these assists we'd be talking about like oh oh he's a heart trophy candidate you know if he was burying those oh chances. easy
0: yeah easily yeah because i don't know, i don't um is like what website updates stats like as the game goes on i won't look at his full season stats at this point um oh, i'm
1: trying to i'm trying to think who's the best for that i feel like nhl.com is always really slow hockey a little slow as well I can't remember who's who's the quickest. But... I was I'll just
0: add three assists to his total here. Yeah on yeah, easy enough. so yeah so through thirty game thirty-one games that makes up for uh, nine goals, twenty four assists, thirty-three points in thirty-one games. Mm-hmm. Like who who just... I don't care if you think he should have twenty goals through thirty games instead of twenty I don't care thirty-three points in thirty-one games. How can you ever be mad at that? Mm-hmm. I, I can't really criticize
1: at all at this point, outside of just saying, like, it's bad luck that he isn't finishing more of his chances. I I do have to say uh, a couple of weeks ago before he had this hot streak, I think before he scored those two goals a couple of games back, uh, I did come on here and I was talking about, oh, I wouldn't really care at this point if they <laughs> if they extend him or not or if they trade him at the deadline, because at that point that was before this recent winning streak. I think it's is it four in a row now? And obviously we we said that the yeah. last, the record in the last 10 is really good. I, I was kind of thinking at that point, like we're kind of screwed this season and, you know, he hasn't really fit in too much with the team. So I wouldn't care too much whether or not he gets extended or traded. But now I have to take it back a little bit because he has really impressed me since then. Like he's, he's just putting up the points. He's putting up the points and he's making me shut up.
0: Yeah. You know what? Uh, let me, let me, I got a question for you actually on the subject of to bring it now crossing that point per game, but I don't know if you saw Jay fresh tweet this earlier today, but can you tell me ballpark, if you can just often, like, what do you think? How many players in the league are a point per game right now Ooh, across the league? If tough. you were to guess.
1: Shoot. Uh, I feel like it's going to be a pretty high number because scoring has been up. And I know that, uh goalie mm-hmm. save percentages particularly have been really down if i had to guess i would probably say somewhere around 25 players maybe
0: 49 oh
1: my god yeah <laughs> holy crap i was thinking between 25 and 30 oh my god
0: how many uh and then follow up because this is also like this is where we think De would be but he's not how many players do you think currently with at least 25 or more games played are on pace for 41 or more goals. So how many players are on that, like, half a goal per game, basically playing every game this season?
1: I feel like after hearing that really high number for the last one, now I'm going to guess way too high, and it's going to be, like, actually way lower. Ah, shoot. So on pace for 40, right?
0: Yeah, on pace to 41. Hmm. So, like, half half a goal game, essentially.
1: I'll say 20, then.
0: 22. Okay, okay. So, yeah, you're right on there, yeah. So this yeah so scoring is absurd right now and like it, is it exciting that the sense of a bunch of players who are probably going to be finishing the season with around a point per game yeah but like is scoring up significant like what i can't remember what year it was didn't jamie ben win the art ross with like 80 some points one year yeah that, that was a rough like, year for scoring yeah so it's just it's wild how, how much higher scoring is this season mm-hmm. Um not just in the number of players that are point per game but the number of players that are like a point and a half per game still through like nearly 30 games absolutely insane
1: mm-hmm. I think maybe that can give us a little hope that uh Debrinko will start banking in a lot of goals because everyone's scoring right and he's he's the guy getting the bad luck so it has to turn at some point I think uh and just awesome that he's still able to put up points uh one thing I wanted to point out from the chat as well on this topic uh DeltaGo said it's a Sens record actually for DeBrinket having six assists on the last six goals scored by the team. The previous record was Eric Carlson with five five straight goals.
0: That sounds about right. That okay. I that's who it is exactly who you guess, right either Carlson or Spezza like, exactly. Yeah,
1: but yeah. So, so also he broke right now,
0: actually, I just wanted one more thing on DeBrinket. So he is mm-hmm. on pace for uh, twenty three goals and eighty seven points.
1: Okay. Yeah. I would
0: not be upset with that whatsoever. Like, that's, you
1: know. Even though we expect more goals from him for sure, if he finishes with a stat line like that, that's definitely worth the money. Like, eight to nine million, it has to be.
0: Easily. Easily. And I mean, it'll probably, I assume, I mean, we're still saying we're 30 games in and it hasn't happened yet, but like, it's gotta, at some point, even out a little bit with the goals, right? So, like, I'm thrilled with a with a 30-40 season. Like a 30-40 mm-hmm. season. Give me I don't even care if it's 70 points instead, like if he starts putting the puck in more often. I'm I'm perfectly happy with a 30 goal, 45 assist maybe season like 35-45 mm-hmm. would be ideal but Yeah, I have to say
1: he was kind of robbed of a goal in the Montreal game when Brady tipped in his shot because I feel like that shot was going in <laughs> anyway and it like barely touched Kachuk but he sallied so hard that you knew right away it was Kachuk's goal but then I feel like looking at the replay like I almost want to give Dubrin credit for that goal
0: yeah that would be nice except for the fact that Kachuk's like one of my best players on my fantasy team so oh I'll my allow. god I'm I'll, against I'll him this now.
1: week and it's making me angry
0: <laughs> just
1: no chance of winning shots and hits this week no chance no it's done
0: <laughs> Close, and over. and my
1: opponent has shabbat as well and they're just racking up the power play points which is uh, pissing me off as well because i have in my whole league i have like the most power play points like every week i win it but right. shabbat and brady are ruining it this week which mm. annoys me for that but makes me so happy in real life in the stuff that actually matters for the Sens. yeah
0: i think that's why i normally avoid taking Sens, because like if the Sens lose then my fantasy team does well and if the Sens win, my fantasy team sucks. Who cares? The Sens just won. So, yeah. like, I think it's, you know, that way, great. I'm, like, set up, setting myself up to be, like, upset about something, but I'm also going to be happy about something at the same time. So, I'll, I'll take that.
1: I, I do have one Sens player on my team. I might have mentioned it to you or not. Can you guess who it was? Just, just take a wild guess of who I understand. a wild
0: guess. Uh, do you take... Oh I feel so is it Norris? It's Norris. Oh, he, yeah, he's been okay, chilling yeah. in the
1: IR for the last 2 months.
0: That's awful. And, and then it's at oh. the point
1: where I don't even know if I should activate him when he's back. Cuz I got uh at center I got Tavares and I I traded for Barkov so he he's kind of slumping but I'm hoping he can he can come back around and it's like do you play Norris over either of those two guys? I don't know.
0: At the, yeah, that's tough at this point. I'm having a real tough time. with that. not to like completely derail the conversation here uh, for everyone listening, but my centers are uh, Matthews, Heischer, uh Hints, and Kopitar, and I have the toughest time picking who plays. Basically, I mean it's always yeah. Matthews if Matthews is playing, but the rest of them it's it's so tough. So mm-hmm. yeah, on, on my team, Brady's the only one I got on my team for the Sens. So I keep that uh, <laughs> because I have a tough time not betting on whoever the Sens are playing against. Most of the time. So, mm-hmm. you know.
1: And uh, I want to shout out Hamza in the chat with this comment. Last year, the team had a record of 10 7 and 3 from games 21 to 40. And so far, the team is 7 2 and 1 uh, in that stretch of between games 21 and 40 this year. And obviously, we're only at like what game 30 or 29. So
0: this is 31 because they're about 14 14. And oh, this was game 30, wasn't it?
1: 14 14 and 2. Then, right. So, yeah should be that was game 30. and hey we're 500 we're actually 500 for once at like a, a late point in the season I don't know if you can call it <laughs> late for most teams but for our standards I can't believe yeah actually the, the hit send,
0: 500. yeah that's that's actually that's kind of huge like I don't wanna I don't wanna act like it's a bigger deal than it is or less of a deal than it really but yeah no that's yeah 530 games in
1: we're we're I making like that. we're making moves baby steps and we're moving up the the one thing I do have to ask though is how long do you think the Sens will be able to keep this hot streak up, especially looking at the schedule coming up. Because we yeah. have we have had kind of lighter opponents recently, which it's good that we've been able to beat them, beating the teams you should beat, and especially mm-hmm. uh, winning the last two games against division rivals is huge, huge, huge. Like to be honest, I could care less if we lose to Minnesota tomorrow, just because we beat Detroit. Like that's so much more important in the standings. But, exactly, uh,
0: yeah.
1: I maybe it's the pessimist in me, but like after a certain point, uh when you when you're so far behind at the beginning of the season and then you have a hot streak just to get to 500, it's like, okay, can we actually get past 500 now or are we just going to kind of cool off and stay around there? Like what Yeah. What what do you see in the future for this team?
0: It's tricky cuz like the first really painful stretch was just a whole bunch of one goal losses, right? So you start out with that, and then because it was like, you lose two, win four in a row, and then you lose seven in a row, or whatever the... I think it maxed out at seven, right? Where you lose basically all of them by one goal, excluding empty netters. And then that's when you see like... It was just after that they played like the worst It was on that... Most of it was on that Western road trip where they got killed by Vegas and San Jose. And I think... In that same week, Buffalo beat them like 4-2 or something like that. Yeah. Um, and the and the Devils um uh, killed them. Um, or was that the overtime one? Anyway, I don't know they, the sense of played the devils twice. One was both overtime, happening against killed. the devils
1: where you got the OT loss and then we got destroyed the next game.
0: Yeah. So you have like this really annoying stretch where they lose by one, then like the span of like four or five games where you're like, Can this team even play? And then this really hot streak. So, I don't know, this season, it feels really tough trying to pinpoint where the team is actually what they are, because they Mm -hmm. haven't actually been fine for an extended period of time. They've played either the most annoying hockey to watch, looked terrible, and looked unbeatable. So, I have have no, I, I genuinely have no clue what to even expect out of the next five games, let alone, like, the rest of the month, or next two months i guess through the end of january i have i have have no clue i don't i don't even know what expectations are like realistic at this point
1: that's the thing is after such a hot streak it's almost like expected that you'll lose a couple or Mm -hmm. kind of kind of just cool off for a bit right so even though even though we're all like oh my god we're moving up in the standings and i do think we do have a few more like big games against teams that we're chasing uh, which could help a lot. But yeah, it's like, it sucks because I don't want to end up complaining too much if we do start losing here just because uh, we've been winning for so long now that it's like, you mm-hmm. can kind of excuse them because you can't win them all. You can't just, you can't bomb the first half of the season and then like win 19 of 20, you know? Like we're going to, we're going to get some losses here soon, I think. But uh, yeah, two, and it's, two it's more these games. games against Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. Two that's more exactly games against Detroit say. this month, right? Yep. Yeah. The two more games so against important. Detroit. So, Thank God we we beat them here today and we've shown that we can beat them and we're not we didn't just get like outclassed or something. So there's hope that we can beat them a couple more times, I think.
0: Yeah, especially looking at them compared to a bunch of the teams left this month because they got Minnesota, really good. Winnipeg, surprisingly really good. really good, yeah. Yeah, so good. Uh then Washington twice.
1: Oh, Washington twice! Ooh. I didn't realize it was two times because that's that's huge too. Because we're four points back at them right now with two games in hand.
0: Yeah, so Washington twice, Detroit three times total, including today, uh, and then Boston.
1: <laughs> the Boston <sighs> game might just be a write-off considering how they've just continued winning yeah. every single game.
0: So yeah, like, there's a couple beatable teams multiple times. Here, yeah, because like remaining games this month, it's it's Detroit twice, Washington twice. And then he had to deal with Minnesota, Winnipeg, and Boston. So that should be, I think, four and three. If, if, if I mean, grant, I think you should be disappointed regardless if the team finishes worse than four and three with the remaining seven games. But like that feels like a like four and three should be expected, right? Like mm-hmm. you're not going to beat Washington and Detroit twice each. You're not going to lose those three teams yeah. that should beat you probably. But like a mix, like just you know, like if they if they lose both remaining games to Detroit or Washington that's a huge problem um i i would be shocked and very excited if they beat all three out of minnesota uh winnipeg and boston mm-hmm. but
1: it, it's almost like looking ahead there it's like those three games you can lose them that's fine i won't complain as long <laughs> as you just beat those other those other teams detroit and washington just destroy them every time so we can pass yeah. them in the standings you know and yeah i also washington's
0: yeah i mean well granted washington they're it's actually just playing that better the lane. metro yeah it's just that the metro is nuts because washington's at six at 15 13 and four mm-hmm. so four points up on the Sens. however the Sens do have two games in hand so if the Sens can win those games in hand then they're even um more or less yeah 34 points each for the for those two games in hand but that's a big if um yeah, Sens just two points behind Detroit now, both with 30 games played. Mm-hmm. It's tight. It's tight. Because yeah, if I go to the, the wild card standings here, um, the Sens are currently uh, five points out from the second wild card spot, which is currently held by the Islanders. So, yep. Wow wow they could be you know what with a solid rest of this month like the Sens could be like two three points out at the start of January
1: that would be so good I would be so happy just (laughs) Just, be be close you don't have to do it you don't have to make the playoffs but just be close I would be so happy
0: it's so it's so lame that like we started out the season being like okay well we'll save like our games together for like February March maybe April because like big games now we're psyched that we're going to have exciting games to talk about in January these are already big
1: games they're happening now
0: Yeah. At the least pre Christmas playoff push, apparently. Yeah.
1: Oh my God. At least they are happening. At least there are big games that have some sort of importance compared to, yeah, like a month ago, it seemed like there wasn't going to be any at all.
0: Yeah. I, that was, yeah, for, for a little bit there, I was like, this is just a lot of the, it felt like every, I think every Canadian market has been depressed except for Winnipeg at some point this season. Yeah. Like, which naturally of course it happens when 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 sdpn like does the big expansion and brings in all these shows with the canadian teams like of course just about every single new show has felt like it's the end of the world at some point this season um well maybe maybe not montreal montreal is like having more fun yeah montreal i think
1: they're just not too worried about how things are going and probably going better than expected but but you're right uh the other five out of the seven Canadian teams have all had low points. I think Toronto is probably pretty uh settled down now and they're all, Oh, they're calm. fine now, but but, like, but the I, beginning yeah. of the season, they had their moments. Yeah.
0: yeah. Which I mean, to be fair, I mean, that happens every season with Toronto, right? It's the end of the world. Oh no, no one can beat us because it's December now. Like that's yeah. just, that's just the way it goes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the Sens are like, you know, is it, are they, are they a ways back? Yes. But are they still in it? Hell yeah, they're still in it. Like
1: Yep. So glad that they managed to keep themselves in it. Yep. Also, uh one thing that we didn't get to just before we go, I have to uh give credit to Brady Kachuk tonight for actually managing to create something off of the between the legs shot. He, he didn't get a point, he didn't get a goal or an assist, but that set up the goal. It just caused so much confusion. That was honestly one of the funnier goals I've seen this season
0: just the way he he just fully went like was like plank on his back like okay just he's like he's like he's like, he's like praying for the puck to hit him so it'll go in <laughs> yeah like he put just... his
1: stick flat on the ice just in case it came through like flat on yeah. the ice just to just to tip it in he was uh he was down was but not out he goes, yeah like <laughs> this celebration that, was perfect that was an iconic celebration so yeah, I just so wanted to mention that. That was a hilarious moment. And the the Detroit defenseman kind of just passed it directly to Giroux as well. It was just like a weird play where yeah. everyone, no one knew what was going on. It was just pure chaos created by Kachuk. And uh, I love our captain for that. He He's uh, a shit disturber, for lack of a better term.
0: He's so good, just in general. Like, I think I've said this a few shows that I did solo. Um, I can't believe how good he is. Like just, just, I can't even describe it. Like the dude scores a ton, um, and just like he's so involved every shift. Like the dude looks like he's a fourth liner fighting for his job <laughs> every game.
1: Yeah, you know what I mean. Effort every shift, every shift. It's
0: nuts. It's nuts. Absolutely right. nuts.
1: And quickly before you go, we've we're back tomorrow, or at least you're back tomorrow. I won't be on. But uh, did you want to tease your guest for tomorrow?
0: Yeah, so tomorrow uh the guest is I think I, I don't want to speak for everyone in the country but I think tomorrow's game might have the only two Sens fans and currently in England. I don't know, maybe <laughs> probably at least
1: um, 50% of them or a high uh, percentage. Must be. Yeah.
0: It's, it's got to be somewhere in that figure. Yeah. So tomorrow we're going to have uh Kelly aka that hockey lass on Twitter. And it's going to be a fun show. We're going to talk about uh, Sens fandom in England, which is what I experienced for the first time uh, in the back half of last season. And I'm now uh, experiencing again. And yeah, probably just going to talk, well, obviously going to talk about the game, but definitely want to talk about how, you know, Ottawa was the team that she picked uh, for better or maybe worse, depending on uh, how long it's been now. Hopefully for the but, better going um, forward. Yeah, yeah, so so anyone who, who watched the uh, show after Boston with Sam about being a hockey fan in Australia, probably gonna be a lot of similar points to that, just international fandom in the NHL.
1: Awesome, awesome. So everyone, be sure to tune in after tomorrow's game against Minnesota to check that out. Uh, hopefully we don't get stoned by uh, Gus the bus tomorrow. That's gonna, that has me a little bit scared, but um, oh. hopefully it's a great game for you guys to talk about. You'll have a great guest. So everyone, be sure to tune in and uh, leave a like on today's video. Subscribe to SDPN. And thank you so much for watching. Have a good night, everyone.
0: Game over! Powered by Sports Interaction, Canada's sports book.